How's it going, everybody? You're very welcome along once again to the Fantasyland FPL podcast with myself, Stephen Gilroy. Daruan's back with me once again. Dara, how are you keeping? I'm very good, Steve. I'm keeping well now. How about yourself? Not so bad now. Just in the door from work, ready to get stuck into some FPL Game Week 8 previews. Um, I suppose it's been a strange couple of weeks of uh, strange couple of weeks or a strange week where, in regards to FPL with Game Week 7 getting called off um, and Game Week 8 being a lot more, a lot reduced, I suppose, for this weekend. I suppose the stuff we'll be covering on the podcast today, we'll be looking at uh, the games that are going ahead. We'll be looking at is a time to wildcard. We'll be taking questions from Twitter and our listeners as always. And we will be going through a very rough wildcard draft. Uh, I literally last night hit the button so it'll be time to uh, get my get my draft in order uh, before half six tomorrow. With that being said, the deadline is tomorrow is half six uh, Friday. So we're recording this on Thursday evening ahead of the Europa League games and Conference League games that are on tonight. The Champions League games have just finished in the last couple of nights as well. So we have a fair idea now of who has played lots of minutes, who got rested and different stuff like that. So... Don't forget about the deadline tomorrow. Obviously, this podcast is going out uh, probably a little bit uh, later, but there's still still a good amount of time to have a listen and uh, try, and, try and build a plan for yourself for Game Week 8. Game Week 8 fixtures, I have them written down here. So there are only seven games going ahead this weekend. So the games that are going ahead are Villa and Southampton on Friday, followed by Fulham and Nottingham Forest. On Saturday, then, Wolves take on Man City at half 12. Newcastle play Bournemouth. Spurs play Leicester. And then on Sunday, Arsenal take on Brentford. Everton take on West Ham then in the later game on Sunday. So the games that are off are Chelsea and Liverpool, Leeds and Manchester United, and Brighton and Crystal Palace. So that is the state of play at the moment with regards to fixtures. Just a couple of quick things to, I suppose, note down. Are just regarding the chips. So if you have played any of your chips in game week seven uh, ahead of the games being postponed, uh, the chips do carry over and they get reinstated for game week eight. So if you played your free hit for game week seven, that'll automatically get cancelled and it'll be re-available to you for game week eight. The same goes with wildcards. If you activated your wildcard in game week seven, It'll be available once again for game week eight. So no panic whatsoever. Uh, Although I think a lot of people, it doesn't matter whether they hit the button last week or this week, they're definitely going to be changing the team over the next couple of weeks anyways. Mm. Um, We didn't get a chance really to, uh, obviously with no game week seven, uh, we don't have any kind of fixtures or any news to go through. Um, Just a brief plan of action, Dara. What's your what's your plan for game week eight and beyond? Or do you feel like I know we spoke about the template being broken before, like the usual the usual suspects. Now it kind of feels like the landscape has changed a little bit. What's your plan going forward? Probably wildcard either this week or next week. Um, I'm in between either using I have two free transfers. Um, and then using the wild card next week. So I'm not 100% confirmed in that. 
But I think um, it would be planning ahead with with players that are on form and their fixtures and getting them in for the next whatever eight or nine game weeks before the World Cup because you have another like wild card unlimited transfers then when the World Cup starts. So I guess it's getting in players that are you can see their health been doing well and then that their fixtures are decent and trying to build your team, I suppose, from what you have already. That would be my plan, and I think that would be something that a lot of a lot of FPL players will will be looking at doing. It's just a case we were talking about this before. Um, using your wildcard this weekend and being wary of that there's six teams not playing, so you might be getting some players in that would not be playing this weekend, but over the next three or four or five weeks after that, they have good run of fixture. So it's just kind of building that and being aware that you could be missing two or three of them. Um, I'm in a situation where if I use my wild card, I could end up with less players playing this weekend, but then in the long run, it's probably suit me better. Um, so yeah, I'd say that would be would be the plan of action. I see some people as well are thinking about using free hits and that, but I think I think you said as well there earlier that maybe for a double game week that might be better yeah. or another time in the in the season where there's um there's more maybe games something yeah. yes yeah more games or there's something else like this happens or there's covid outbreaks again I know last year I used mine when there was covid outbreak and yeah. it I did very well from it the free hit and then they gave us another free hit right, after yeah. that I think uh, so yeah, it's just that we something that I would recommend or would be my plans as well. Now I've had a busy week myself, so I haven't as I have as much time yeah. for FPL. Um, but yeah, from what I've looked at, that's what I would say might be a good option. Yeah. So I mean, I think I'd said to you before, and I'd said on this podcast before this, I was hoping to get all the way to game week nine or game week ten before I wildcarded. And I don't think I was looking anything beyond that, to be honest. I think I was always going to do, I was going to, I was going to hit the button and change it up in around that time because I felt like a lot of the fixtures for some of the Arsenal players were starting to turn. You know, some of the Liverpool, like obviously we we didn't really foresee that Liverpool were going to be as poor as they have been. Um, I mean, even in the Champions League games during the week, they were still they were still not not one hundred percent at their best. But yeah, happy enough to hit the button now, and you know, it feels like a good time. I had initially planned to do it in 9 or 10. And I think from a playing point of view, I'm probably planning a more aggressive style of play in the run-up to the World Cup break. So um, we we spoke before about strikers, about Tony, Mitrovic, Isaac, different options like that. I think I'd, I'd like to go with, you know, three up top, see what happens, try and go for, go for it a little bit more like that. It's something I've not really done in the last couple of years. I've always been more of a midfield, heavy in midfield or heavy in defence kind of FPL player. But we'll um we'll just have to see because it'll be uh, it'll be fairly interesting to see the uh, the wild dra- wildcard drafts that people come out with because notably I'm guessing a lot of people are gonna drop uh the Liverpool duo or trio or whatever they have. Um Arsenal as well. I mean we'll we'll speak about the the wildcard shortlist in, in full uh in a bit. But um the likes of Arsenal as well. Like, I mean, we're talking about Gabriel Jesus there. I see, I seen a couple of articles online. Um, a lot of people looking to maybe move him on, but then some people are like, no, maybe we should keep him. 
because you know of his price and his uh, you know the team he plays for. Just with him in particular, Dara, would would you keep Gabriel Jesus on a wild card, or would you be willing to let him go? Um, that's the thing about it is, it just depends. You're always keeping Haaland. If you want to go three up top, you go Haaland, Mitrovic, and Jesus. Yeah. Or if you want to get, if you get rid of Salah and Trent and open up your funds, you could get Kane, Haaland, and Mitrovic in. Mm-hmm. Or even a Kane, Haaland, and Jesus, but it's probably more sense to get, if you want Kane, Haaland, get your Mitrovic. He's a bit cheaper. And he's playing well, and it doesn't matter who he plays against. Like if it's a big team, he seems to be doing well, getting a couple of goals here and there. Um, so I would say that might be something that you could do. Then I see other people with adding in Tony. They have a good run of fixtures, or they've had a good run of fixtures. He's on form. He just got called into the England squad for the That's first right. time, I think. And you might have him in. You might have Haaland, Jesus. I, I, I don't know. Like, I think we might regret getting rid of Jesus, but like, yeah. if we look at their fixtures, they're away to Brentford, home to Spurs, home to Liverpool, away to Leeds. Then I don't think you have a fixture in game week 12. They don't have the best run of fixtures um, yeah. in the next few weeks. So, like, yeah. he's always an option. You could get back in again. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, just because we get rid of him now, we, it doesn't mean that we're totally writing him off for the rest of the season. Like they probably yeah. will have a decent run of fixtures again. But just you know, when when you when you name out them fixtures, you know, you kind of set yourself. You know, I mean, mm. is he gonna is he gonna do anything for us in that period? You know, so he's just one of many examples, and we will get on to we will get on to the wildcard shortlist um, in a moment. So um, he's just he's just one of many players that's kind of knocking around my draft. But whether he makes it or not, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, anything else from the game we plan of action for myself? Not really. I'm, I do, I have hit the button. I spent um a little bit of time yesterday evening, kind of taking players in, taking players out. You you can kind of, it, it's amazing, you know, when you take Salah out, you have so much more wiggle room and so much more flexibility when it comes to funds. And I know we spoke about it before, but you can literally have a lot of players this season that are doing really well and still have a bit of money left to go back to Salah if you want. So it's yeah. it's it's definitely it's definitely something you'll see a lot of people doing like. But um yeah. So I've had a I've had a bit of a look at the wildcard drafts and I'll probably finalize something either tonight or maybe tomorrow afternoon. I'm working tomorrow afternoon so uh, I'll be, have it done before about three or four o'clock hopefully. Hopefully I don't end up missing it now. That'll be that'll be an absolute shambles. Um so with that being said, we'll go on to the wildcard shortlist. And again, this is just, I suppose, names that I've jotted down, players that have done pretty much okay. Dara, you can step in and add, add any names if you think, uh, if, if, if anyone needs to be mentioned here. So yeah. we'll, start with, we'll start with goalkeepers. I have three on the list here, but only two I'm considering like more than others. So I have David Rea of Brentford, Nick Pope of Newcastle, and Ramsdale of Arsenal. So Ramsdale is kind of just a player that I haven't really, I've never really owned him, but like you were saying, Arsenal's fixtures kind of take a little bit of a turn. But Nick Pope's an interesting one. 5.1 million. He's going to be fairly popular, isn't he? Definitely. He's, he's one of the main ones that has been popping up over the last week or that because he's he's on form as well and, and Newcastle are playing well and they have good yeah. 
I think they have a good run of fixtures. They do. Um, the next three, three or four game weeks, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's that's a that's a positive as well. Like they're they're home to Bournemouth, away to Fulham, I think. Then yeah. home to Brentford and away to United. So they're like they're they're nice nice fixtures that they have. And Trippier there as well is is a lot of Newcastle players playing well. Um. Yeah. So yeah, he's def he's the one here I had on my list as well. Yeah. So. Again, I'm I'm not a huge fan of anything over you know five million for a goalkeeper, but I've definitely thought about it. He's probably you know almost in the premium goalkeeper bracket. He's been playing you know in the Premier League for many years now, and as you said, Ari seems to be playing in a Newcastle team that defensively looks fairly strong. So mm. there's the three names that I would go for goalkeeper defenders. Then I have Wesley Fofana, Reese James, Fabian Schär, Kieran Trippier. Cancelo, Nico Williams, Emerson of West Ham, Diaz, and Ben Chilwell. Is there anyone there that I've missed? I'm looking at the likes of Emerson now. He's kind of just popped up the last couple of days. He's playing instead of Aaron Cresswell at West Ham, and he seems to be a favour. He seems to be pretty nailed on at the minute. Um, West Ham's fixtures looks look to take a little bit of a turn soon as well, so it could be very interesting as well. Yeah, he's yeah he's 4.4 million. Yeah, he's he seems to be quite popular recently. Um, yeah, I have Fofana, Dallo, uh, Fofana for Leicester, Dallo for United, Emerson there, at Perisic maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're da- if you're downgrading from Trent, like a Perisic could come in there. Um, yeah, I'd agree with the rest that you had. Um, West Ham are away to Everton, home to Wolves, home to Fulham. It's great fixtures. Away to Southampton, great fixtures. But I'd still be a bit wary of. Same at Leicester as well. I'd be a bit wary. Like they have good run of fixtures, but they're not really on form. Like if that form doesn't turn, then they're not good fixtures. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's 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 all based on team on team form at the end of the day. Mm, yeah. So I mean, I, I, looking at them defenders there, like Wesley Fofana, you're kind of saying, is he going to be nailed on? We're not hundred percent sure yet, but you know we're getting like they they signed him for big enough money. You would imagine he's probably going to play a good bit. Cucurella could be the one to miss out there, you know, depending on how they're playing. Uh, mm. Reese James, I don't know. I, I like Reese James as a pick, so I'm, I, I wouldn't be willing to get rid of him. You know, he's still a decent price. Then the two Newcastle boys, Shar and Trippier, as you mentioned there, they're doing really well defensively. Cancelo just about makes it onto the list. I mean, if you toss up between him and Trent, obviously the two of them probably aren't having their most unbelievable seasons from a stats point of view or or points point of view. Um, but he just about makes it. He he kind of is the player that could do something out of nothing, and uh, I, you know he's playing for a very good team. I think with Fofana as well, if he comes in and starts, which I think he will, um, it'll be good for if you own James because yeah. I think James will be pushed out again into his. Attacking, yeah, yeah, and maybe Cucurella drop him to the bench, and then you'd have uh, I was going to say Rudiger, but you'd have Koulibaly, yeah. <laughs> Fofana, and who's the third centre back they have? Uh, Thiago Silva, is it Thiago Silva? Silva, that's it right, is, yeah, yeah, you're right, that's right. So um, Silva, Koulibaly, and uh, Fofana, yeah, and then someone was saying to me recently, a friend of mine was saying Fofana's only coming back from a serious injury, we don't that's know right. how. How has he lost what he had, you know, his pace or whatever yeah. attributes? Like, so that's the thing we'll have to see with him. But if he does and Chelsea turn their form, he's four, 
what, 4.4 million? So yeah. even if he's a bench option and he's playing, he's getting a couple of points, it's he can't go wrong with that. Yeah, he just he just seems like a like a really like it's it's good price for him. We know the kind of player he is. We've seen him at Leicester, obviously. Mm. And yeah, he'd definitely be a, a bench option anyway, at least. Uh, if not, definitely starting every week if he is nailed on. So yeah, there are the defenders, obviously as well. You know, you're looking at Nico Williams. I think a lot of people have him. And then Diaz, Ruben Diaz of Manchester City. Would love to own him, but he's probably just a little bit over the price bracket that I'm looking for with the defenders. And then Ben Chilwell as well is in there. I think it, it all depends on how, you know, that dynamic works between Chilwell, Cucurella and James, you know, so whatever two of them are playing, they're probably going to be the ones that you'll have. Moving on to midfield, then the names for the shortlist are Kevin De Bruyne, Jared Bowen, Andreas Pereira of Fulham, Wilfred Zaha, Louis Sinistera, Brendan Aronson, Bruno Fernandes, Leon Bailey, Salah, Sterling and Anthony Gordon. So once again, a lot of these players probably just there on, you know, take bits, bits and pieces that we've seen and players that we want to look at for the rest of the season. I have Fernandes in there because I feel like Manchester United, it could be, there, there could be something about to happen like soon. I know they they lost against Sociedad in the uh, Europa League after, you know, winning winning four games on the bounce after the win against um, Arsenal. Then, you, you know, you're just kind of waiting to see now what happens because he could become very important for United uh, does he deserve to be on our watch list, Dar? Definitely. Yeah, he's there's a bit of bite to him now when he came on there recently, and you could see. And again, it comes back to like Ronaldo's not playing. So when Bruno's playing before Ronaldo joined, he was better for whatever reason it is. I don't know if it's coincidence, but yeah, something there's something there that he needs to be the central central point of everything. Yeah, and, and I think with Ericsson, he's helping him out in that position yeah. because he doesn't have to be the final pass all the time. Whereas Ericsson can do it as well. And even Ericsson there, he was man of the match in one of the games recently. He was very good sitting deeper. Fernandez doesn't have to be that final pass, which is which is good for him. He can just kind of open up a bit. Um yeah, United playing well. They're playing now in 50 minutes. Um, right, yeah. The Europa League. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they get on. They need to win tonight because they lost the first game. So, hopefully, they do the business and maybe we'll get to see a little bit more Fernandez if he plays and see what, what he's like. But he's definitely an option. Like, he's he gets points, as we know, from his first, second season at United. Yeah. Um, just, I have Jared Bowen in there as well. A lot of people, like, we're probably sleeping mm. on Jared Bowen. Look, he's blanked in every game that he's played uh, thus far. But we do have mentioned that West Ham's fixtures have turned. You're not entirely convinced that that should be the reason for bringing him in, really and truly, are you? Like, I see, yeah, I see a lot of drafts. Madison and Bowen, like, good, good fixtures coming up in the next four or five, six. But, like... Yeah, realistically... It's it's hard to see. Like I have Bowen in my in my team at the moment. You know, I'm wild card and I'm I'm having a look to see how things look. Yeah. Now will he find got, will he make it to the final hurdle? I don't know. It's it's the good players, but if it was last year, obviously, yeah, you'd have them in. Is it a risk that the that the two teams just because they've good fixtures that they don't turn their form and they end up losing one nil and draws and stuff and yeah. If you have the two of them in, maybe it's okay. If you have one, take a risk on one. Uh, maybe, probably more so, bone. But then, 
for Leicester, they look like they're in more trouble. Yeah. But Madis- Madison has been doing better than Bowen of Fairness in his points. So he's only the, re- the shining light there for Leicester. I don't know if I'd go for two, but maybe one and whatever one you decide on. Yeah. Or whoever, whatever draft. Um, that would be my thoughts. And then maybe, see, I was going to say give them a game and see, but if you're doing a wild card, you need to obviously make that decision. Yeah, you need to be pretty sure. Yeah. Obviously, uh, we have KDB in on our list as well. Seems like a pretty a pretty standard. Like, I mean, that's not going to be the most surprising move in the world for a lot of managers. You know, you know I mean, I, I, it doesn't even feel like you're downgrading going down to Kevin De Bruyne, does it really? No, he's he'd be a good addition, and like he's a bit cheaper than Salah, but yeah, he's he gets you the same points on going on form. Yeah. It just it's Would, it is, it's amazing once again like the, the cash spread. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When you get rid rid of those two, you can just open up your squad, like to a lot of players. Would you think it's a risk getting rid of Salah and Trent? Um. Yeah. Well, like I mean, it, that'll tie into a question that we have later on. Okay. Obviously, it's okay. It's, we can it, talk about then. Yeah. No, but like just to touch on it initially. Yeah, it's obviously it is a risk. Hundred percent, it's a risk. But like I think nearly 85% of managers, 80% of managers have probably lost faith with, with Salah, you know, maybe a bit less than that, maybe about 70%, but, you know, it just, like the fixtures coming up, you know, Liverpool, they're they're stuttering, like, I mean, against Ajax, yes, they turned it on in the last 10 minutes, they won the game in the end, you know, they were, they overwhelmed Ajax really in the end, but Salah, like, apart from the goal, was, uh, was, was anonymous enough, really, um, I think there's there's better picks than him out there, and I just feel like if if we persist with them, if we persist with them, then are we going to get punished every week for it? Do you know, and that's just that's that would that's just my kind of thoughts on that at the minute. Do mm. would you would you would you feel that losing him is is a risk? If any time in in the last few years to get rid of him would be with now with his form and everything and with Liverpool's form, but. I just still have a little bit of a feeling yeah. of risk. Maybe yeah. it's just because he's been so good and consistent that it's just a fear. But then looking at stats and everything, it does make sense. And yeah, you can get in, you can have three strikers there and you can have a Harry Kane and a De Bruyne. So a De Bruyne and Harry Kane going to get you more points than a Salah yeah. and a Trent. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So... Yeah, we, we'll we'll touch on that in a bit uh, when we get to the mm-hmm. questions. But um, yeah, absolutely, we'll we'll cover him. Um, just to cover some of the other n- names on that midfield list. So you know, Andreas Pereira. A lot of people have him, four point uh, six million option. I think he's probably pretty good to have. Uh, then you have the likes of uh, Zaha having a very good season. He would be someone that you're going to see in a lot of drafts as well. Sinistera and Aronson of Leeds. I think Leeds fixtures are good. It all just depends on how Leeds come back from the international break. Like we're not going to play a game for a while now. Uh, it looks like so. It'll be interesting to see. Um, then we have uh, the likes of Sterling as well. Sterling, a lot of people are going for the premium switch in game week ten or eleven. I think City's fixtures start to turn. A lot of people saying that they want to switch from KDB to Sterling straight away because Chelsea have good fixtures. But we'll have to wait and see. Okay, before we get to the questions, we'll have a look at some of the strikers very quickly. It's all the usuals here, Dara. So we have Ivan Tony, Mitrovic, uh, Haaland, Isaac, Jesus, Kane. 
And I have Anthony from Manchester United in here because I just feel like, again, like Fernandez, there could be something there that we're, you know, waiting to happen. If you'd pick three of them, six or seven names, who would you go for? Um, the three I had down was Mitrovic, Tony, and Kane were the three that's not Haaland, um, no. Well, Haaland, yeah, obviously Haaland. I'm just assuming people have him. That's why oh, I didn't yeah. put him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. assuming that. Yeah, if you don't have him, obviously that he's your first pick yeah. in. Um, and then after that, Mitrovic is great value. Then there's a Kane as well. You could nearly fit three if you get rid of your Liverpool assets. You can fit maybe fit him in if you want. Yeah. Um, Tony's on great form, brilliant. Um. The thing is, Mitrovic has kind of seemed to done it against the bigger teams as well, whereas Tony hasn't really proven that yet. So yeah, that could be a deciding factor between those two. And who was the other ones you said? Isaac and uh, Anthony. Anthony, yeah, of possibly Manchester, an Anthony. Yeah. I'd like to see a bit more of Anthony, though. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, you get a better, so, you get a better idea of what he's like. Yeah, and the same kind of with Isaac as well. Yeah, but they're good options if you want to take a little bit of a risk. 100%. Okay, so we've uh, spent a bit on wildcard shortlists. Let's take a brief look at captaincy and transfers before we get to the questions. I have down here KDB slash Haaland versus Wolves, Jesus versus Brentford, Mitrovic versus Varst. That could be a very popular one. And uh, Tony... Uh, actually, no, I have Tony versus Southampton, but that's not right because Brentford are playing Arsenal. So... Yeah, the first three. Who who are Tottenham playing? Tottenham are playing Leicester. So yeah, Kane mm. against Leicester. That could be another good option as well. What do you think? Yeah, I think a Haaland are against yeah. Wolves, and then maybe Kane. Kane has a great record against Leicester. He does uh, over the last few years in goals, so he's another good option. Then you you said there with Mitrovic against Forest or. Jesus or Martinelli against Brentford, but probably Haaland or Kane, I would say. Yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah, they're just some of the options for captaincy and transfers. Uh, they're probably some of the more standout ones, to be honest. So, like, I mean, a lot of people are just going to stick the armband on Haaland. Like we said a couple of weeks ago, it's the easiest thing to do. Okay, before we get into the questions, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back. We have a couple of questions from Twitter. And a couple of questions from one of our listeners. So we'll be back in a bit. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Fantasyland FPL podcast. We're still here. We have just finished up talking about wildcarding. Uh, some of the names for our wildcard shortlist and captaincy and transfer options for game week eight. Okay. Time to get on to the part of the podcast that we're starting to enjoy very much. Um, as always, we encourage people to send in questions, uh, any FPL-related stuff, any Premier League-related stuff, or you just generally want to put any comment out there, absolutely, go for it. Uh, tweet us at FantasylandFPL. We will be more than happy to give you a shout-out here on the pod and go through uh, whatever you want to talk about. So, uh, we'll do, as usual, we'll... Uh, go through the Twitter questions first. I just have two quick fire questions that we'll, uh, that we'll go through. So once again, uh, we have two questions here from Twitter, uh, from first one from FPL mid table. So thanks for the question. FPL mid table. He asks, what is the likelihood of Darwin Nunes finding form and scoring 20 goals this season? So Dara, do you want to take the floor on this one? 
That's a tough one. It like, is tough. If he, if he hit that ground running and he hadn't been suspended, we would have been able to see a bit more of him and see if he would have got some goals. And then with Liverpool's form, is he the one that's going to come in and turn it? I don't think he'll get 20 goals this year. No. Maybe maybe 15 if he's lucky. I think, yeah. Because like, a lot of people said, oh, you know, Haaland and Nunes with the two big money signings of the summer. But I remember, I remember, you know, not to say that Nunes is a bad player or anything like that. I don't think he is. I think he's, you know, great talent. You know, he's probably got a huge future ahead of him. But people were talking like Nunes was going to outscore Haaland. Remember, Haaland has scored goals for Salzburg and Dor- loads of goals for Dortmund. And he has an unbelievable record in the Champions League. You know, so I don't know where people get this idea that, that Nunes was going to outscore the likes of Haaland. Now, obviously, Haaland, you know, could have could have went differently for him too. But um, I feel like Nunez's temperament sometimes lets him down. Do, do, do yeah, he, it looks he's a fiery, like that. He's a fiery character, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he let himself down, really did, because straight away then now any defenders, top defenders in the Premier League are going to see that and play on it. Yeah. So, like, maybe it was a once-off, who knows, but, like, he just didn't do himself any any good and then he's he's missed... He's only getting into the rhythm and he's missed these games. Um, and you're right, like with Haaland, his record is unbelievable. Like he, He's 16 appearances for Salzburg, 17 goals. He, Dortmund, 67 appearances, 62 goals. Stop. I actually didn't know City, about that stat, no. Yeah, City, six games, six appearances, 10 goals. Norway, 21 appearances, 20 goals. It's mad. It's an absolutely scandalous record, to be honest. It's unbelievable. Like his first team burn, I think it is. Um, yeah. he's fourteen appearances, eighteen goals. It's yeah. It's I mean incredible. Look, it's 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 it's. I think to compare the two of them, look, obviously they're two two top strikers. I reckon Nunes probably has probably you know the year of development in his game. He's coming from the Portuguese league, you know, mm. playing with Benfica. I think you know he's got all the attributes to be a top striker in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, if he gets his temperament sorted out, and also his finishing as well. Like, I don't know about you, but I watched the Champions League game against Ajax during the week, and he missed a big chance, like a fairly guilt-out chance, you know, and he nearly did set Luis Diaz up for another one. But even against Everton, mm. missed a couple of chances, and probably not as ruthless as and as clinical as as Haaland. Like, I mean, we've seen Haaland, yeah. we've seen Haaland's goal, um. You know, the last night, I mean, unbelievable. I don't know if you've seen it, Daryl, like his, his goal against Dortmund. Yes, you know, I ball watched this from morning. Cancelo. Yeah, unbelievable. Like, it could be a case that Haaland has just developed quicker and he's still only 22 and he looks like someone that's 27 or 28 and has yeah. a mountain of experience behind them. Yeah. Nunes is 23. It could take him another two or three years to fully develop and be like... Okay, no one might never be anyone might never be like Haaland, but to get up to that kind of yeah. level, who knows? You I know, won- he still is young. I wonder. I, I wonder. Is it? I wonder. Is is like? Is it what we're saying? You know, is you know, is he just like developing or whatever, or is it just that Liverpool aren't firing? That's the other side of it. If Liverpool were playing well and he was playing that team, is it the system like Salah? Part of his form is he's been pushed more out onto the wing with with the players that they've bought in. 
that doesn't suit Salah. Like he needs to be more yeah. in closer to the yeah the goal. Like you know, so there's there's the the, the losing Manny. I think is a massive loss, and he's yeah. yeah. It's going to take them a while to to adjust to that. I don't think they thought it would, but he he is. It just goes to show how good and how important he was to them. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think he will score goals eventually, but. Will he score twenty goals this season? I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. We're 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 saying no, but you know, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. So, thanks for the question. FBL mid table. Um, next question we have is from FBL Dunks. So, what to do with Liverpool slash United assets? So, I suppose like we were chatting there with the Liverpool assets. Look, a lot of people have probably said, you know, enough is enough. Trent is gone. Salah is gone. Robertson's gone. You know, the likes of Diaz. I got like Diaz isn't in my wildcard draft. Kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. I like Diaz. I do like him a lot. Um, as for Manchester United, probably I haven't got any of them yet. But like I was saying, there are two names in my wildcard draft. So I'd like to own maybe one of them at least. I think it probably could be Anthony, to be honest, for, for his price if he hits a bit of form. Uh, Dara, you were worried about losing Salah. What are you doing with your Liverpool boys? It's very enticing to get rid of them and you can op- it opens up the, the funds. It's very interesting looking at just a completely different team. We're so used to having the two of them in, in our teams yeah. and you just sit them in there. Um, like We have to think as well that it's not the end of... Like we still have another wild card, really. So yeah. in eight, nine game weeks, yeah. if they turn turn a corner, you can get them back in. So it's not the end of the world either. Yeah. So you can be more attacking. You can take the risk. Yeah. And yeah, like a Diaz, like the fixtures for Liverpool as well are not great. They're not in form. United's fixtures are okay as well. Yeah. They've tough, like. If you're thinking about Rashford, there's talks of Martial coming back and he'll take uh, Ten Hag likes him for that striker role and then push Rashford could be pushed out. That's just um not we don't know yet with that, but that could happen. Um so yeah, it's probably a case of taking out Liverpool players and then maybe adding in a player like a Rashford or a Dallow maybe for a, a bench for a while and then bring him in. He's cheap. He's attacking. And then maybe taking a risk on the likes of Anthony or someone like that. Yeah, absolutely. And like it's worth saying as well, if you are a wildcarding, just one tip. I mean, I've been kind of playing around with it myself for the last day or so. Uh, if you're wildcarding, keep, you know, a million or a million or so in your bank at the end. At least it gives you a pathway to go back to Salah go back to Trent if you want you know so you're not fully closed off from it now again it is quite easier because Kevin De Bruyne is almost a million cheaper than than Salah so you can go back quite easily if he picks up a bit of form but yeah that's that's just one thing I would uh, I would add if you are getting rid of Liverpool assets uh yeah so thank you for the question FPL Dunks as always we'll be back next week hopefully uh with more or the week after with with the international break and stuff like that could be a couple of weeks before we're back with questions from Twitter about the Premier League but yeah, that's all the questions from Twitter. Dara, you have a couple of questions from. Uh, well, actually, no, I have the questions here now. I can, I can get them from uh, Connor. Connor Kilt. Kilt is that yeah. how you pronounce it? Kilt, yeah, the, the dairy man. 
the dairy man yeah he's uh he's uh booked into the fpl surgery here <laughs> yeah hopefully he'll be hoping dairy wins sam next oh, year big talk big talk yeah um yeah so connor says uh i often can't resist the temptation to take a four point hit for an extra transfer that i convince myself will make all the difference mostly this doesn't work what's your advice on this when it's worth it or it's not dara what do you think about hits i know you're not a big you're not a big hit man no, personally, I don't take many of them. I have taken one so far this season, a minus four, because of price rises. I knew I wouldn't be able to get the player in if I didn't do it. I think I had two free transfers, and then I wanted to get this player in. I knew he was going to go up. But, yeah, look, it's, it does, I think it does work for some people, and some people have a bit of luck with it, and it works well, and they get that in. And you can get points from it like it's just depending on what that player you bring in if they get a the amount of points they get yeah um if we look at like last year the winner of the whole of fpl jamie something yeah uh beginning of a p i think it was yeah. pignet is it or something oh yes i know um, what you're talking about yeah yeah from the yeah, USA. He won, yeah he used i think a lot of hits but they worked out for him yeah. Over the long run, they calculated them and looked at them. And he did it near the end as well. And it just depends on that. And I think it's everyone's to their own. It, for me personally, it's only if I really have to. And I don't have a, I can't use, I don't want to use a chip or I don't have one. And I want to get someone in and with the price rises, I wouldn't be using them every week. I wouldn't be going minus eight. Yeah. Maybe an odd minus four if you really, really need to. But you need mm-hmm. to be smart. Like, do you need, really need to make the transfer? Do they have the fixtures? Can you make one and then or not make any and wait till you have two for the next week? Yeah, and build it that way. That's my opinion on it, Steve. I don't know what you're you're yeah. thinking. Last well, year you you use a few hits. Yeah, I tell I tell you what. Like, if you wanna like if if you're not the hitman, me the last couple of years I am absolutely the hitman. Um, I I've I'm back playing this game serious now about this is my third year back playing it serious serious you know so um my first year back the covid season so like the the 2020 2021 season um i took a lot of hits i took a lot of hits especially towards the end of the season um a lot of it was just knee-jerk reactions to bad game weeks reacting you know taking players out saying no we're going to do this taking two players out taking minus four taking minus eight you know but really and truly it is just killing your rank killing your rank i've not taken any hits this season so far um which is good you know obviously i've hit my wild card button but i have my reasons for that but it has just worked out nicely this year that i haven't had to take a hit for any particular reason but it's one thing i'm trying to just mm. completely get out of my game but you're right it needs to work for you it needs to work straight off the yeah. bat you give away uh, four points, you need to make them up straight. Or like, if you think about that, like yeah. bringing a striker for minus four, he's got to score. He 100% has to score to get level. Exactly, yeah. it's It has to work out for you nearly to be, anyway. And like, what I hate it is in the head-to-head leagues, you're straight away, you're like a minus, you're yeah. down. And yeah. if you have someone that scores, you're still at zero. Yeah. it's it just It just doesn't put you, it puts you behind. Yeah. From the start, yeah. you know, and, and it's it like mentally looking at it, you're like, oh, I, I'm doing, I'm up here now, but you're not really. Yeah, I think, I think the general rule of thumb is, 
if you feel like there's a couple of players or a player that you really need and you think they're going to make a difference, you know, on a punt or whatever, mm-hmm. minus four, absolutely. But I wouldn't do it often. I wouldn't. I would literally put it down to a, maybe a hit a month or a hit a mm. couple of months if you can. Yeah. But minus 12s, no. Minus eights, no. Just just don't do it. It's not. Yeah. And, and some people are very good at it. It just, it just depends on if you're good, you're a bit of luck and you're good at it. But for a lot of people, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So I would just, I would be careful with your hits. Even if you're taking one for this weekend to get to 11 players, like if a minus four gets you to 10, I think that's probably enough to be honest. Like, but uh, and that's what what I was kind of gonna do before I wildcarded. But I just I said I have a plan. I have a fair idea of who I want to get in, and I you know have a you know a backup plan as well for if it goes wrong. So I was happy to wildcard. But yeah, mind the hits. Uh, don't get dragged into uh, taking them every single week. Final question for the podcast this week. Uh, from Connor once again his second question uh, is there any players that for whatever whatever reason late transfers or injuries that have not been much of a feature yet but are the ones to keep an eye out for and perhaps to have at the ready so Dara you have a couple of names there that we yeah um, I found this a little bit it wasn't the easiest a good question yeah, it wasn't the easiest question. one to to pick there wasn't some people that players that took out straight away but the ones that we we kind of put on the list were Bufana, he's come back from injury, signed for a new club. He's cheap. He's with Chelsea. He should be playing if he's if he's fit now. He's what the, he's four point four million. Um, the other one then was Isaac for Newcastle. He's seven million. Looks good. Um, then you have Morgan Gibbs White and MGW for Nottingham Forest. Just signed for them. Looks like a good player and uh, he's 5.5 someone you could fit into your midfield uh like for a cheap option i also had here botman for newcastle he's 4.4 newcastle good fixtures he's it's, you're obviously going to have trippier and and probably a pope but after that you know someone that's cheap defender or if you don't have trippier and you can't afford him and you want to get him in could be someone. Then players that aren't, weren't really injured or late transfers but have good run of fixtures would be Matt, uh, Madison, 7.9 for Leicester. Bone, 8.1. I think he's 8.1. He's gone down from 8.2 to 8.1 for West Ham. And then James Ward-Prowse has a good run of fixtures and he is 6.5 and he's on set pieces and deliveries and that. So they were the ones. I don't know if there's any ones there, Steve, you want to add or you've thought of or no, I mean, else? I think, yeah, well, like if, if you go back to the way the question was asked, you know, players coming back from injury, late transfers, stuff like that. Like, I suppose you could, you can, you could include anyone that's joined, you know, joined the Premier League in the January transfer window. You know, you look at Anthony, you know, he's a late Anthony, transfer. Yeah. Is he going to, is he going to hit the ground running? You look at Casemiro, you know, keep an eye on him. Probably not going to offer too much from an attacking threat if he's playing in that holding midfield. For for United, probably just going to protect more more than anything, but yeah, the the likes the, the likes of Fafana, you know, um, he, he's a player that I mean we know what he's about from an attacking point of view, and defensively as well from his time with Leicester, and yeah, the the like any any player that has joined any of the Premier League clubs over the course of the January transfer window is definitely uh, is definitely worth the uh, is worth yeah a look. I think another one there is Alvarez for City, but again with City it's rotation. And yeah. if he was with another club, yeah. even an Arsenal or United, he'd be playing. Yeah, yeah. 
he's young, but he's good. He's very good. But we can't rely on him. No, no, no one sitting here rotating with this rope. And and then you have Haaland. <laughs> yeah, it's a noise, and like that, that's a no-brainer. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna yeah. start him ahead of Haaland. I don't think. But anyway, no. That is the that they're the questions this week from yeah. our listeners. Thanks very much to Connor Kills. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Connor. Derry for Derry, is it? Derry for Sam. Derry for Sam. Imagine. Imagine. 23. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. So, so thanks for the question, be happy. He would. He'd be delighted. Absolutely delighted. He'd be insufferable on whatever channel he's working <laughs> for now. I don't think he is working on TV anymore. No, he's married to a male woman now. That's right. Yeah, I've seen that. I don't know who was telling me that recently. Uh, okay, yeah, I can't sure. that now. Anyways, that's it, uh, ladies and gents. We are done and dusted here. That is our preview of game week eight. We've uh, probably done an extensive one here today now. And uh, apologies for the timing of the podcast. But look, it's all, it's all we could do. It's all we could do at the end of the day. But look, the international break is coming up. Uh, after this weekend so we kind of have something in the pipeline coming up very soon where we're going to interview other Irish FPL managers so if we can get that recorded over the international break we'll put it up and we will release it so it'll be it'll be a little bit more kind of you can just put it on whenever you want if you want to listen to it you know there'll be no uh there'll be no kind of like lifespan on it you won't have to have it listened to by a certain time or a certain certain game week but yeah, we're we're working on something like that. So uh, keep your keep your eyes uh, peeled to the Twitter page, and um, hopefully we'll be able to get something recorded in the next week for a bit of crack. Just get an insight into other Irish FPL managers' tactics and uh, how they react to game weeks. So Dara, once again, thank you very much for joining me. I know you're a busy man at the moment. You're very welcome. No problem. I enjoy that now. Yeah. Um. Best of luck for game week eight. All seven fixtures. Hopefully we can. Uh, do do a little bit better than we have been the last couple of weeks. It's been a weird sort of couple of weeks with FPL. Hopefully this will kick started. So best of luck. We'll talk to you soon and take care. Good luck. Mm-hmm.